0: Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 18 Shall I compare thee to a summer's day, thou art more lovely and more temperate? Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date sometime too hot the the eye of heaven shines and often is his gold complexion dimmed and every fair from fair sometimes declines by chance or nature's changing course untrimmed but thy eternal summer shall not fade nor lose possession of that thou owest nor shall death brag thou wanderest in his shade when in eternal lines to time thou growest so long as men can breathe or eyes can see so long lives this and it gives life to thee. That was Sonnet number eighteen, the sonnet that every single person in the world will know or know part of. Maybe the first couple of lines of the last couple. Uh, we're going through the Shakespeare sonnets. I'm Mark Chastly, and I'm joined by. I'm going to call him Handsome this time. The Handsome
1: Thierry <laughs> There we go. If
0: I if I don't <laughs> thank give, you, Mark. That's okay. If I don't give you enough adjectives, I know you'll you'll disappear and won't do this with me anymore. So, um, Sonnet eighteen. It's 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 the well-known one
1: very very famous sonnet it is well at least i uh, t- to be honest i only ever know the first two lines by heart. <laughs> shall i compare thee to a summer's day Thou will love you more temperate and then my brain just goes uh it's that one everyone yeah. knows
0: <laughs> and, and everyone switches off at that point they go oh, oh shakespeare <laughs> but it, it, this one itself has spawned quite a lot i mean shall i compare these to a summer's day is 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 a very well-known phrase um Darling Buds of May um, has has become a kind of well-known phrase in English. There was a sitcom in the eighties called The Darling Buds of May. I don't know if you ever saw that. I or... don't
1: think I've come across that one. That was quite well. I was born in the eighties, and
0: yes, it had. I only um, moved
1: here six years ago, so
0: it had David Jason in it before he became Boy on Only Fools and Horses, and it had um, Catherine Zeta-Jones as a as a sort of sixteen-year-old girl in it. It oh. was kind of the show that launched her career, I believe. Um, and it was, it was, as all comedies were about then, a bit pants. Or well, it hasn't <laughs> aged well, I guess is the way to say that. But um, I, I, you can keep going through this, and you can you can see all of these phrases that that have have come into modern usage through just this sonnet, which is quite nice. It's quite a nice one to see for that. Or are they the only two examples? Maybe I picked that up too much. <laughs> <laughs> but but this is no longer we're no longer in the procreation sonnets this
1: yeah we've we've made it through those we're still in the fair youth sonnets though, so is, are these
0: still addressed to the young youth. It's just we've moved on from Tammanm from... to Shag, and now we're moved to just uh, talking about him
1: basically yeah, yeah there's there's no more please have children stuff going on, just oh my God, you're so pretty.
0: And and just just in case anyone wonders, you know why this these do go on for a while. These go on to a uh, hundred, a sonnet, a hundred and twenty-six. I believe is the last one in the fair youth section.
1: Yeah, and then we get the dark lady sonnets,
0: which are awesome. Uh, I
1: prefer the dark lady sonnets overall. Just
0: the ones I know more of, interesting and yeah, I I I agree. The ones I know of, I I tend to like They're, they they have more. I don't know more pleasing imagery in it from from my point of view. I I don't like this lovey-dovey stuff very much.
1: But yeah, I'm not a big fan. I I'm, I'm, I prefer the dark one. But, but but then th- this one because he says, "Shall I compare thee to a summer's day?" Which which sounds like a good thing because summer we we associate with well you you have nice weather, long days. You have enough food. You you don't need to worry about keeping your house warm. Yes, and then he goes. Uh, summer's day is not actually that great. You are more lovely and more temperate, and summer's leaves have all too short a day. So it just the, the, was it? sometimes too hot. The eye of heaven shines. So it's just like yeah, it's summer, but oh, it's so warm sometimes. It's just
0: <laughs> it's the very British ideal of, of summers. T- we look forward <laughs> to summer with all our might, and then it gets there. and We're like, oh, it's too hot. <laughs>
1: I guess, well, you can have that attitude to every season. I mean, I I, I can't wait for the BBC to go on about the white stuff that's falling out of the clouds again.
0: It's not been snowing around by me. I I, I don't
1: think it has. It might be up in Scotland, but it can't be long before the BBC launches its annual We're Running Out of Grit news reporting
0: we like to see the negative in everything that's the british way that's
1: that's what was i i was listening to a uh, the nerdist podcast they did an interview with richard aywarde okay and he just said that the, the the british in autumn they just look outside and go there's there's leaves falling we find that very perturbing <laughs> which which just sums up the british attitude towards weather quite nicely i think
0: yeah yeah i would agree we we yeah we like to see negative in everything um so this is another one of those sonnets where probably if you're listening to this series, um, you would have heard an analysis of sonnet number 18 over and over again, because it's the go-to one it's the one that's been turned into songs and stuff, or well, songs, uh, music has been put to, and, and and I'm reading off of the Wikipedia, as I, as I told people I did last week Pink Floyd guitarist Dave Gilmore recorded sonnet 18 as a song for his wife I, I'm sure that's something to
1: know Sounds interesting
0: um, I don't know quite know how you'd put it to music, but I guess you can. Um,
1: it's just like lyrics. You just and it's. I mean, it's got a very constant rhythm and it's got the rhyme, so it should be. I'm not a musician, but I imagine if you have a rhythm and you have lyrics, and can't be that hard to come up with a melody. Well, it, I mean, it's obviously hard to come up with a melody, but it's easy <laughs> enough to do if you've got the other. When bits you have given when, to. when you have the structure and yeah yeah
0: and and. and it's done to death. I mean, it's, it's used a lot in weddings. It's used a lot in love poetry. And if you get books of love poetry, this one would be in there almost, un, almost certainly. And it's just, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it's a bit like, um, who's the guy that sang you're beautiful.
1: Um, Oh, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very shit with pop, uh, pop music. You're beautiful. Is that, um, is that James Blunt? That's the one. Is James that that song you're thinking Blunt. of?
0: And it's just that idea that I, I see, I don't think James Blunt is necessarily bad, but people don't like him because he was played too much. And and that happens, there's a few artists that happens to. And I think that's the same with Sonnet 18. I don't think it's inherently bad. I just think it's overused so much that I've now built up this kind of callus where Sonnet 18 is in my head. And, and I just, it infuriates me now.
1: That's, I don't think I've read any of the sonnets often enough to hate them or be fed up with them.
0: Oh, I'm I'm definitely fed up with this one. <laughs> I'm quite happy to say that I I, I would admit.
1: <laughs> it it'll be more fun once we get to the Dark Lady sonnets and it, yeah, we, uh, we, we can laugh about the nice imagery there. Was it my mistress' eyes are nothing like the sun? Yes,
0: yes. Whereas this this is saying the sun's too bright and shiny. Um, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I can say that hasn't been said before, I guess, is where I am.
1: I, I, I have a feeling pretty much everything that could be said about this sonnet. Which, which, again, it's like the previous one. we just basically going, eh, everything's been said.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah, like the previous one, this one doesn't have a lot of layers to it, I guess. Shakespeare was kind of taking some downtime when he was writing these.
1: Which is quite nice, just just lounging in the living room, just going, I'm just gonna have a lazy day today.
0: <laughs> I knock out a not, sonnet later. <laughs> just the one, though. Uh, I, it, I could I could see him doing that. A duvet day for Shakespeare.
1: <laughs> the duvet sonnets. That, that, that we should call them that. <laughs> <laughs> the duvet sonnets
0: starting on 17 this one's definitely included in the duvet sonnets. um we've got the return of death with a capital d in this that seeing death as a as a person but again that's that's not as thrilling as seeing time and and decay uh which were the other two as as persons because death as a person has been around as a metaphor for forever um so, yeah, I... I, I oh, should I be controversial or should I say I think this was a lazy sonnet on Shakespeare's part?
1: It, it might just come across that way because you've read it so many times.
0: Yeah. That's probably... And it's the one that was was brought up when I was in school. It's the one the teachers... It was their go-to sonnet, I guess.
1: I mean, it does still have, like, um, Nor Shall Death brag that one just in his shade. It's, it's still quite a nice image. He's basically saying not death can not even be proud of uh, of one day killing you and it just
0: yeah that's uh, has got nice, nice imagery actually, in it yes. but then i guess yeah if you have been reading for well all your but life back <laughs> at some point you just go i'm fed up thou in his shade when internal lines to time thou and
1: um, i think i've lost
0: okay I, I, I i'm not connected to you anymore Oh nuts! We were going so well, and and not now. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I don't know what happened there. That was. I a- can't. I'm just.
1: I just got a black screen now for you.
0: Hang on. Hang on. That's probably because. Uh, how about now? Oh. Now.
1: Yeah. There you are.
0: That was weird. Um, I'm still recording and hijacking both of them. That's good. I'm, I'm, i I'm gonna have to do some fancy editing there. Uh, so we were talking about death, death and wondrous in his shade. So that's cool. I can go back to that. That's. Cool. Oh, the, I like the last. I do like the last two lines in this. So long as men can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives this and gives life to thee. So as long as men are alive and can see so long lives this and this i i presume is referring to the sonnet and gives life to thee so it's moved on from saying i guess you have to have a child to be eternal to saying the fact that i've written all these sonnets about you have me- has made you in a way eternal And i suppose that's more true than than him having a child because we are still discussing it and we are still talking about it
1: but then we also don't know who the person is.
0: No, you would have thought one of the sonnets would at least name them.
1: Well, we have... Is it... It might be nine... Is it 19? I can't remember now. There, there's one where they... Pe- people have been looking at it and they think they found um, a certain combination of letters that pops up. And Okay. I don't know. It's... Like it was a code. It's n- 19 or 20. We'll, we'll get to it, yeah.
0: Like the Da Vinci code. That would be a... Oh, dick. God, And Dan all Brown. the more boring movie than The Da Vinci Code was, which was quite boring, was having... The, the I, the you, you say code. that, did,
1: did you see Angels and Demons? That was no, even worse.
0: Didn't see that one, thankfully. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I guess the argument to me is, will we ever really know, or are we meant to know as well? Because everyone keeps going, oh, it could have been so-and-so's son and this posh person's son, but it could equally have been the boy living next door to Shakespeare who who was a carpenter and never became famous. I mean, it could easily be that. It could be anyone. It, it could be your descendants. Well, not your descendants, your ancestors. Sorry, wrong way.
1: I don't have any descendants that I know of, but <laughs> yeah. I, I doubt Shakespeare would write about them either way.
0: <laughs> but but it, it could be anyone, but I suppose the idea that this this person, whoever they are, if they indeed existed, has been made a turn of through these sonnets is quite
1: nice. I, I guess it's just that People want to know. You 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 read one hundred and twenty-six sonnets about someone. You just you you want to know who that person was. You, you just.
0: I wonder if basically
1: that's... human nature. You can't just go. Oh, that's fine. I'll just. I w- I not wonder about it.
0: Do Do you think maybe that's a modern a modern take on it? Because we do have all these celebrity mags and and stuff like that. Even normal papers. Cut you? Cut, we're reading normal broadsheets. You can't escape from the so and so is now dating so and so, and they're famous. Therefore, it's news.
1: I wonder if yeah. But at the same time, they're. They, I, I guess they're creating, the demand, but they're also fulfilling a demand that was there anyway. I mean, there's always been gossip, and yeah, people have always been talking about their neighbours and telling secrets and. Bitching about people behind <laughs> their back.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I will I will take that point. Um, I'm I'm quite happy to bring Sonnet 18 to a rest and and put it to bed and and never look at it again. And if anyone ever asks me to read it at a wedding, I will refuse.
1: <laughs> just just play this podcast then.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's just me going. Oh oh no no.
1: <laughs> until death do you part. Yes. Or until Uncle Billy. Pops up and
0: demands your child runs (laughs) off at the age of twelve and has sex,
1: unless you find out his name is Rumpelstiltskin.
0: (laughs) Rumpelstiltskin, good. Anyway, uh, uh, would you like to read Sonnet eighteen? And and uh, I'll I'll give it a go. Give it a go. Excellent.
1: Sonnet eighteen. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May and summer's lees hath too Yeah, <laughs> I had to stumble. <laughs> and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Sometime too hot the eye of heaven shines and often is his gold complexion dimmed and every fair from fair sometimes declines by chance or nature's changing course untrimmed. But thy internal summer shall not fade nor lose possession of that fair thou owest. Nor shall death break thou wanderest in his shade, When in eternal lines to time thou growest. So long as man can breathe, or eyes can see, So long lives this, and this gives life to thee.
0: Excellent. That was Sonnet 18, probably the most famous of Shakespeare's sonnets. I've been Mark Chatterley.
1: I've been Thierry Healers. And
0: we will see you again next time for Sonnet 19. Bye. Bye.